Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. On this edition of the show, we are going to give you the latest that we know about Kerry Blackshear. We are also going to preview the NBA draft, which happens on Thursday evening. And then uh, talk a little bit about football recruiting. But Kyle, I guess we'll start with the topic that everybody's talking about. Kerry Blackshear Jr. was on UK's campus. Wait, is he still? Let's see what time are we recording here on Wednesday night, a little after 10. Is he still on campus at this point, or do you even know? Uh, I'm guessing he's headed back home. Uh, One thing we know is Calipari is done making his pitch because we've seen video of him walking onto his jet to head to New York for the NBA draft. So, um, you know, as of around dinner time uh, tonight, we know Cal was done with his piece of that uh, equation. So I would imagine Blackshear's headed home. Uh, he lives in his family lives in Florida. Um, you know, I, I think there was some hope or expectation that he might commit on the trip, and he may have he may, may well have already let Kentucky know what he's doing, but uh, may maybe going home to prepare for how he's going to make an announcement, or he may uh, may give his old coach, Buzz Williams, a visit first at Texas A&M. I mean, that's still a possibility. Um, and then we may be waiting a little bit longer. But I, I have, a, I have a, a sense that this will probably be wrapped up by the weekend. All right. Well, if you have that sense, then what's the sense on where he's going to end up? I think it's going to – I I mean, I, this is a guess. I mean, it's not – I'm not working on intel here. Uh, but I I think the fact that they get that last visit, I think probably last visit, I think the fact that he's talked publicly about how important it is for him uh, to be able to compete for a championship, to you know, he wants to win – um, I think if you're going to leave a place like Virginia Tech, which is a good program and a good conference, um, you probably want to upgrade, right? I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to not upgrade. So in that regard, Kentucky sort of upgrades everything about your life and, and the program you're in and all of that. So um, I just think with that, with the timing of it too, I mean, you're talking about a week when – you know, Kentucky's going to be an, it's going to be another all day sort of Kentucky and all night uh, Kentucky adverti- free advertisement on you know the NFL NBA, NBA draft, um, and they're pumping out. You know, they've they've been preparing all their graphics and all their brag sheets as a program and tweeting those out. Uh, you know, all that swirling around him while he's on campus visiting. To me, it feels like a Kentucky pick, but. You know that again. That's just that's just me kind of reading the tea leaves and doing the math on what he has said and what it seems like would be important to him. Well, I mean, um, Dan T on Twitter at underscore n at or wait at Dan underscore n underscore two d said Kerry Blackshear has committed to Kentucky. Formal announcement will be released tonight or tomorrow. Great get for the Wildcats. Now Dan T has a beautiful picture of some guy making a basket as his profile picture and then some mountains and has he's up to 24 followers now Kyle. So 
I don't Anybody know. Else? <laughs> I think we should probably trust him. Oh my gosh. Wait a minute. I'm checking on this. Oh man. Our buddy Dick Wise, hoops wise, got got. He thought this was a real person, like of the of value. <laughs> he like replied to it and is now like acting like he's reporting it. That's not good. Oh boy. Someone contact Hoops. He's a good guy. Always enjoy. Oh, he always makes me smile when I see him at some kind of basketball event. But um, you know, and I'll, I'll just reiterate one more time, uh, Kyle. It's you. I think you're on the same mindset. This would be wherever Kerry Blackshear Jr. ends up, which sounds like it's definitely going to be in the SEC at this point. He's going to be the most talented, well, not not the most talented, the most accomplished college basketball player on any of these rosters, right? Second team All ACC, almost seventeen. What was it? Seventeen or eighteen points a game, seven and a half rebounds. Dude's like legit. Like this is, this is he's going to be one of the best players in college basketball. This is, I think, am I overstating it by saying this might be the most significant recruiting in college basketball this this year? Uh, nah, yeah, that's might be overstating it, but, uh, but I think, uh, I think it's a, it's a big one. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's certainly the biggest grad transfer. I think it's one of the most impactful new additions, regardless of high school or grad transfer or whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't want to overstate it, but, um, I think it's, it has the potential to swing certainly Kentucky from title contender to title favorite. Well, I mean, let, me, I, let me ask you this then, okay? Because we'll just roll with James Wiseman as a number one player in in the senior of high school, and I, I misstated it. It's fifteen points and seven and a half rebounds last year in the ACC. Do you think James Wiseman averages fifteen and seven and a half? Yeah, I do. Okay, I think yeah. yeah be, I, no, I agree. I mean, I think he'll be – I think James Wiseman will be a star. Yeah. So, I mean, it, there, I, I, I'll, I'll lend and say that that's probably – that had a ton of ripple effects as well. Um, but, I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, put it in perspective a little bit how important this guy is for so many different programs. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of it is just he's the last guy available. But, um, you know, impact guy available. But – it's it's a big deal. I think if, if you can get a proven big man that you know is going to get you, you know, like you said, get you fifteen and eight or whatever or close to it uh, at the at at the high major level, you know, there's really no mystery. It's kind of like Reed Travis. I mean, there was not a lot of mystery about whether or not he would produce for you. Um, and I and you could argue Blackshear because he's a little longer and probably more athletic uh, is even a bigger deal than than Reed Travis, um, maybe. Well, so he also played in a better conference. Well, certainly that, yeah. Yeah, certainly that. So, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't, I'm not, when I say this, I'm not discrediting Travis at all, but, you know, the numbers that he put up are even, you know, more eye-catching considering he's going up against Duke and North Carolina multiple times and playing against pros, guys that are going to go in the NBA draft on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean the one thing, the like one caution I would have, I guess, is like he wasn't great from day one to the last day of the season last year. He was really, really good when they had a key figure injured for a long time, and he kind of stepped into that and played well. Uh, and he, you know, he had a stretch of fifteen or so games where he was terrific, and that sort of 
built his reputation. So I think we have to be a little careful here, not to totally overstate, but it is a, but it's a huge but it is a huge deal. I mean, for Kentucky especially, even with the guys that came back and and Nate Sestina that they've added, there's there's like a measure of uncertainty. Are they really good in the front court? And there's the whole thing that we've talked about a bunch of times, like. Would it be a catastrophe if they had anybody get injured? Now that that all gets answered, like yes, they're good in the front court, and and no, it wouldn't be a disaster if one guy gets hurt. So to me, that's that's where it's the biggest deal. And and for a team like Florida, it's a huge deal because they don't have any big guys, and they're really good elsewhere. And so that gives them a real dude there. And that I mean, I I think if Florida gets him, he's a they're a Final Four contender. Yeah, um, you know, I think. You could make that argument for Tennessee, although I think they, they lost so much losing Bone and uh, Schofield and Grant Williams. Well, and they're not they're not replacing them with a recruiting class like Kentucky's or, or Florida's. They have one five star guy coming in, but their class overall is not not that good. Like I don't know that he makes Tennessee just a million times better or he's or, or not even that. He I think he makes everybody sort of equally better what he brings to the table. But some programs that he's considering, he's the last piece. And I'm not sure that there aren't a whole bunch of other pieces that Tennessee would still need. But Kentucky and Florida, I think those two programs, he could be the game changer. I completely agree with that statement. Uh, coming up next, we are going to talk about uh, a grade transfer again and then just then start into the NBA discussion. But before that, I do want to tell you guys about Twillery. You can visit twillery.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for $25 off. Uh, here's the value in Twillery. If you shop in bundles, uh, that model gives guys access to shirts that their competitors are selling for $100 plus for just $55 per shirt. There's free shipping and returns. Free brushed nickel collar stays included with each shirt. So you're getting a quality shirt at a great price, um, and you get free returns and shipping. I mean, I, I, there's very little risk here. Uh, check them out, twillery.com slash locked on, and use the promo code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, twillery.com slash locked on for some awesome shirts at a great price. You are locked on Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So the other news of today, I guess, Kyle, from a grad transfer standpoint, is that um, Bryant, that's a school, got a visitor that many people who listen to this are aware of. Brad Calipari was out visiting Bryant, and that seems like now a potential place that he might end up, Kyle. Kobe? Kobe Bryant. Kobe. (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't know a lot about Bryant's roster. Or what their needs are. Well, but, then what uh, good are you? But if they need if they need a guy who can mix it up in the fashion world and gets a lot of shots up, I think that's I think that's their guy. So and and because of this trip, we've been treated to uh, an ongoing Twitter saga about the entire Calipari uh, clans. Uh, travel issues. Yeah, um, uh, tagging Delta on Twitter. All three, both daughters and Brad, are all stuck in different airports. Um, the couple tweets that I saw that I enjoy was one. Um, Megan was coming into town, and she was. Uh, I guess her and Brad kind of found out that they were on the same flight from Detroit to Lexington. They both connected there, 
And uh, she was like, oh, maybe we can sit together. And Brad goes, I'm in first class. <laughs> uh, and now they're all apparently stuck in the airports. I, I don't know exactly where they stand now. But as you as you stated earlier, Kyle, uh, Papa Cal doesn't have any issues because he just hops on his private jet to go up to the draft. Yeah, I don't think he shares that with the family. And apparently, latest update, apparently Brad had the option to jump on a plane or stay and wait with his sister, and he abandoned her. Oh, my gosh. So. That's going to cause some issues. Yeah. I'm, 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 uh, I'll, we'll have to follow that up. We'll have to get more information when it becomes available. Um, but John Calipari is up. Uh, at the NBA draft, he goes a day early um, to do out. I'm I'm guessing he'll do his yearly picture at this point, where he like takes a picture and of all the guys that are there, and then makes a joke about who's going to pick up the check. Um, I, I don't know where, where do you what what is most interesting to you about this NBA draft with the Kentucky guys, Kyle? Uh, I mean, really, <laughs> I, I I think we kind of have a. Uh, you know, if you buy the the ever changing mock drafts, we might have a, a a real competition on who gets drafted first. Uh, in the, of the three Kentucky guys, um, I thought it was surely going to be PJ, but now, I mean, who knows? In the in the latest uh, Sam Vicini mock draft on uh, the Athletic, we have on the eve of the draft PJ Washington going thirteenth to the Miami Heat. Tyler Hero going right after him, 14th to the Boston Celtics. And Keldon Johnson going two, two picks later, 16th to the Orlando Magic. Wow. So um, that would be number 13, number 14, and number 16. Two lottery picks and one guy just outside it. So, I mean, they're all kind of right there. And it seems like all their guys, I think um, Jerry Tipton was up there at the pre-draft stuff. And he he said that Tyler's agent told him to be expected to expect to be picked. I think like eleventh to eighteenth or something like that. Um, and I think that I, I mean I think you could say they probably all are somewhere in that range. Like starting after the tenth pick, I would I would say those Kentucky guys, all three could go on and go off the board in any order, somewhere between eleven and twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I, I I tend to think none of them will get out of the teens. So it'll be interesting if if one of those other two guys can jump PJ. Yeah, that's a that's a good competition to have <laughs> uh, from yeah. a, from a marketing standpoint. And you know I've long talked about how I've always thought that there was a chance Hero could end up jumping. And I forget which mock I, I was looking at, but to your point about them going back to back, I actually saw one where it was. You know, three in a row, and I forget. Yeah, I guess I had them at one okay. point, all three in a row. Yeah, now, now that would be something. Um, if 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 you have to, you know, I guess slum it in the teens, <laughs> which Kentucky basketball isn't normally used to doing in these in these drafts. Going, you know, three is three stacked uh, stacked right together uh, would be really great because it, you know you talked about the infomercial that ends up happening. If that's all going on in a you know a short amount of time, then you, it's just all Kentucky all the time. That would that would be a, a pretty good moment, and I'm sure John Calipari would love the FaceTime. Yeah, and as long as one of those guys goes in the lottery, it keeps the streak alive. They've had at least one lottery pick under Calipari every year, and this would make ten straight. All all ten, all ten of his teams would have produced a lottery pick, um, and so that 
is one thing to watch for, for Thursday night. The other thing that came out of the pre-draft stuff, uh, and this was another Jerry Tipton thing, he, said, he tweeted, when asked about what his dream one-on-one matchup in the NBA would be, Hero said it would be against another former UK player, Devin Booker. Devin Booker quote tweeted Jerry Tipton, which pretty much made my day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, Jerry, can you tell him I'm not hard to find? And then Tyler Hero responded, you got my number. Uh, and that was not the end of it. By the way, Jerry Tipton replied to Devin Booker and said, one one eight hundred. Oh, what did he say? Uh, I gotta find Jerry's answer. We'll do one eight hundred. Bring it on? Question mark <laughs> from Jerry Tipton. Uh, uh. So this was a this was a terrific exchange. I think the best thing out of the Kentucky draft, uh, the Kentucky draft news, and then Devin Booker. Devin Booker's last reply to Tyler Hero was uh, when Tyler said, you got my number. He said, no, nah, you changing it when you get all that bread tomorrow. Send me the new one. So uh, that, was a, that was a nice, friendly response to Devin Booker in their little uh, dueling tweets that, uh, hey, you're going to have to change your phone number when you get rich tomorrow, which is probably true. I would guess a lot of these guys change their phone numbers. Well, and since I ha- since I have a lot of their phone numbers when they're recruits, and then try them after they're NBA players, I'm guessing either I got blocked or they definitely changed their phone numbers. Uh, both are, I, I think, are possible, if not likely. Um, but to your point, there was a, a follow up tweet that actually proved that it was De'Aaron Fox who who I think replied to. Um, it was either Hero or Booker because I think Hero might have replied to Booker and said that he was going to stay the same, you know, and that kind of deal. And and Fox was like, "No, it's not about that. <laughs> it's just about everyone calling you, and you have to change your number," yeah. which, you know, makes a lot of sense. Uncles and cousins and and everybody that you didn't even know knew you is all of a sudden dialing up your old number <laughs> that was out because yes. you were a high schooler that everybody uh, had. So it's an exciting day, obviously. Um, for all those guys and I'm the order is going to be really interesting you know we uh, on the last or podcast or the podcast before that no the last podcast was with Isaac Humphreys on the podcast before that I was uh, reading the tweets from one of the Pacers reporters and how basically it was known it was thought in their front office room that Keldon Johnson wouldn't be available at their pick at 18 so that kind of shows you that you're right I think you're right Kyle that all of them will be taken right before um, before we get out of the teen picks, which is um, kind of really uh, something that uh, kind of, I guess it's not surprising, um, but it's something that when you started this draft process, you didn't think was going to happen. You thought maybe Tyler and Keldon would both end up in the 20s and they've been able to work their way up. Yeah, maybe, in theory. In, in mock drafts they have. So we'll see. I never... <laughs> I never, I never feel like the mock drafts get uh, properly um, graded after the fact, so that we know just how ridiculously wrong or not they were. Well, but uh, we'll, we'll see. And some people go back and change theirs. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, all right, coming up next, uh, we got to talk a little football recruiting. Um, um, but before that, I do want to tell you guys that today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Lamar Goods 
has decommitted from Kentucky, Kyle. The I think he's a four-star offensive lineman from Connecticut, uh, originally uh, from Canada, moved down to the States and played some football. Decommitted after taking a visit to Florida, the way I understand it. Um, you, obviously we talked about this and you discuss it sometimes, covered Virginia Tech football, uh, more of an established football program. And I know some things have changed in the last couple of years, but I guess when you're getting these big-time recruits to a certain extent, you're going to just have to deal with decommits. Yeah, I mean, it's part of the deal. It's I think it's one reason why maybe traditionally a lot of Kentucky coaches have had a defeatist attitude about recruiting because they know that that's a risk and some some people can't stomach it. But Kentucky's really, from day one, jumped in those waters and accepted that fact. Um, and they've won some and lost some, but they've won more than they've lost, you know, I think in, when, in terms of, like, keeping the commitments. They had the one class where they had a, just a rash of those guys, all the four-star guys and highly regarded guys were getting stolen, but they have recovered from that. And I, I think they're in a position to recruit better than ever before, so you don't – I don't think you go, well, he's not you – know, it is a danger when he's highly rated and he's from far away. He's not in your backyard. He's in – I mean, Connecticut is an odd place for a football prospect to be anyway. But – um I, I think that's just something that they they're more than willing to take that risk now. I think they always have been, but especially now because they, they could probably go get another four star kid if they want. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point, and I, I mean, I don't I don't know. Uh, I just, it's just in, in fears that it might be a Florida. He might end up going to Florida. Um, so I think you just you just keep doing it because what's your yeah. other option? Not taking commitments from four and five stars, dudes. That doesn't seem like a a great yeah. way to go about about this whole deal. I think you're in a much better you know you got a much better chance to get one if you get them committed. Now they're some are going to get decommitted, but I think once you get them to the point that they say yes to you, then you start to build with a lot of them. You start to build the hype and excitement. You know the rest of the class starts talking to them. They get on the group text or whatever. And they can start to feel a part of it. It's harder, maybe, to back out. Maybe less hard for guys that are, again, that are far flung. I mean, the random, random kid in Connecticut. You know, you wonder are they going to be able to hold on to the five star kid from Michigan and and all those things. But I don't expect guys like Vince Merrill and and Mark Stoops to start backing away because they're afraid to lose them. Nah, the big dog don't don't frighten man. You know that. You know <laughs> yeah, I believe he's made that. He's made that abundantly clear, and he doesn't like preseason rankings. No, he does not. Um, I, I love how pissed off everybody's gotten about a random radio dude in Nashville or wherever. Oh, <laughs> like, that, well, that was about quarterbacks, right? With Terry Wilson. Yeah, but I mean, that was like one of the things that that he Merrill brought up in his angry rant about was about Terry Wilson, and it's like guys. Nobody even knows who this person is. This was not the coach's preseason picks. This was not the media's preseason picks. This was some random dude on the radio in Nashville making a list. But it, whatever. This is, I mean, I'm sure he loves it because it's it's perfect motivational fodder. We should start making some lists. That's a good way to get your name out there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to rank to a tag of Viola Law. Try to say that name three times fast. But Tua Tungavailoa, Tua Tungavailoa, Tua Tungavailoa. <laughs> well, there you go. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna rank him the 14th best quarterback in the league and see what happens. I think that it, there I guarantee there's somebody out there that's gonna rank him like third or fourth just to do that. You know that's oh, yeah, gonna just happen. To be different. Yeah, yeah. That'll. Yeah. That'll I'm yeah. not that I'm, I'm not that impressed. Well, if you look at uh, Jake Bentley, um, when you look at his passing oh, Jake chart. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Bentley is uh, the source of so much preseason uh, mistake making. Yep, uh, I've talked about that a ton. Uh, I just South Carolina continues to get the benefit of the doubt, and I mean they've been fine. They've been okay. You know they haven't been bad. They haven't been great. Um, but it is just like every year for whatever reason, and I, I legitimately, like, do not understand it. <laughs> um, their coach has not had you know breakout breakout seasons. They've had good players, but no no great, great ones. I mean, since since Spurrier left at South Carolina, don't understand it. Um, I guess um, the only other thing that I probably saw today that was worth mentioning, Kyle, and I don't even know if you saw this, but Arizona signee Terry Armstrong is bypassing college to pursue a professional contract. He's a six foot six wing. He was ranked the number 60th player um, in the 247 compo- composite. That makes like four guys that would have had an impact on college basketball that are all um, bypassing it. Now, um, humongous asterisk by that, LaMelo Ball is one of those four. And, you know, through things that he had done with his father's gar- guidance, he probably never would have been able to play college. Um, but K.J. Martin, Kenyon Martin's son, was a three-star dude who was going to go to Vandy. And then R.J. Hampton, of course, is going to Australia to play in the Australian League. He's playing for a team out of... Um, New Zealand. So my question to you, Kyle, is I've seen so many writers and people say that this isn't a trend, this isn't a trend, this isn't a trend. Four dudes in one class, is it a trend? No, it isn't a trend. I mean, it's a. I mean, it, it's a thing. It's an option now that some guys are going to pursue. I just don't. I don't really see it as a trend. Defend your college basketball at all costs, Mister Tucker. I appreciate that. Uh, no, I just. I mean, I just. I. I just don't really see it being a thing that like waves of people are gonna do. Well, I'm, well what, what's um, the number we got to get to before so, we can call it a trend? I need the definition of a trend. That's my take. <laughs> I'm just. I mean, four dudes in one class that college coaches would have liked to have on their roster. Well, maybe not Lamelo because of Lavar, but other than that, Kyle just hung up on me. I can't believe that, guys. Kyle, I, I he just vanished. So I guess we're done. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Kentucky. Please follow us on Twitter, at Locked On UK. We're also on IG now, at Locked On UK as well. Follow Kyle, at Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. Follow me, at Curtis Birch, B-U-R. CH, stay tuned for the next edition of this show. We got a special guest lined up that I know you all are going to really, really enjoy. So be sure to mash that subscribe button so you get the next edition of the show as soon as it comes out. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate, please review, and the most importantly, share this show with somebody else who would enjoy it. We'll talk to you guys soon. are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Okay. Um, okay, so yeah. Uh, Blackshear, Brad going to Bryant.
And what was the other thing I wrote down? 